just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Hey, man. What's going on? Hi, Chris. We're having a uh, very interesting show tonight, as always. I think we have an interesting show every night. Always, Marcus. Always. We've got... Um, so, at in the first hour, we've got State Representative Chris Hendricks, who's calling us from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, he got invited down to the White House. That's a pretty big deal. But in the second hour, we'll have Evan Genro, who's Republican candidate for the House of Representatives. Now, that's a big district, right, Marcus? He's got New Bedford, Fall River, Westport, Freetown. It's a stupidly drawn district. It's a crazy district. Yeah. Um, run, uh, Schmidt is the uh, current state representative he's, the Democrat. He's the current representative, has been since 2011. I believe it was Mike Roderick's old seat, and then when Mike Roderick's was elevated to the Senate, um, Paul Schmidt took over in And then they redistricted it last time around. Yeah, so now it includes a cushion where it previously didn't. But we're actually joined by uh, by State Rep. Hendricks uh, live from D.C. Hello. Hey, hey Chris, Chris. How are you? Hello, Chris. Marcus, how are you? Doing great. How are you, how are you uh, today, Representative? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Just uh, enjoying uh, D.C. for a few days while, uh, as you mentioned, uh, being invited here by the by the White House to uh, celebrate the Inflation Reduction Act. So tell us a little bit about that, Chris. You were actually invited down by the Biden White House. Correct. So um, the invite came out uh, several weeks ago, I'd say. And um, so we were there yesterday, um, yesterday afternoon. You know, there was quite a bit of people there. You know, it was um, I think it was a, it was it was an event where, you know, all his statewide supporters and statewide um, uh, partners were invited. Um, just to hear the president and, and others speak um, on the, the ins and outs of the actual bill, um, which I think will be certainly be transformative um, once it's put into place. Um, so it was a good day. You know, certainly it was my first trip to the White House. And, um, you know, it was obviously very cool to be there um, and interesting, you know, being a history person and, and someone who, who values, um, you know, the government in, in history. It was certainly uh, an experience to remember for sure. So, Chris, regardless of whether, I mean, obviously you were, you were invited there because you are a supporter of the president, but regardless of that, it is an amazing thing to go to the White House. I've been there under a different administration. Uh, I went there for Clinton, I believe. Um, but it was amazing. And, and share a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it, it's, um, it, it, as I said, it was my first time. Um, we didn't get a chance to go into the White House. As I said, there was probably, I mean, there were thousands of people there. Right. Um, it was I, I, it had that concert type vibe where, you know, you had seats up front and then standing room only on the lawn in the back. Um, and so so it, it was, uh, you know, it could it would have been nice to get to get in the building. Uh, but being on the grounds is certainly very cool. Um, you know, something I'll always remember, for, for, as you said. Um, and I get the impression that um, from from people I was talking to that other presidents were, you know, had a, a lot more, um, you know, events you know, and things like that for, you know, supporters and, 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 the, and partners and the like. But I think, you know, um, with COVID and the pandemic, you know, certainly doing things like that was, um, you know, had to get a late start. So I'm certainly glad I was, I was able to get the invite and, and, and go and support the president in, in this bill. 
We're speaking with Representative Chris Hendricks, who's in D.C. after celebrating the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act uh, with President uh, Joe Biden uh, yesterday. So what do you think? that This is a comprehensive bill. It almost, you know, it was one that had been talked about a lot, but hadn't uh, hadn't didn't. No one thought it was going to come into fruition until, uh, you know, Mansion and Cinema had agreed to to uh, to get on board with it. What do you think it's going to do for us here in the South Coast in your district and in the Commonwealth in general? Well, first, I think it's, you know, before we get even the, the merits of the bill, it's certainly a, uh, an example of, you know, working with with the president, working with people who he, you know, doesn't agree with completely and, and getting a, a, some sort of compromise legislation. So I think just that alone is, is really cool on how it was um you know how it was worked through uh, uh, pretty substantially, um, but but I think it's going to have huge effects um, on. Uh, well, basically, you know, the, this bill was was put into place because you know high inflation, um, trying to lower costs, whether it be healthcare, prescription drugs, energy costs. Um, but but so I, I see this bill as is a two faceted bill, mostly with healthcare and and taxes. Um, the, the most per, the most pertinent part of this bill, in my opinion. Um, and I'll relate it to my work, my professional work as a lawyer, uh, is that... You're a lawyer? <laughs> oh, my God, you're a lawyer? A, don't tell too many people. <laughs> so there's a 2,000 annual cap on prescription drugs for, for seniors, and I think that is unbelievable. Um, every single you know, senior I've talked to in the district in Massachusetts, across the state or otherwise, across the state or otherwise, um, is that... You know, the out-of-pocket expenses relative to prescriptions is just burdensome. And a lot of folks have to get, you know, supplemental health insurance to cover just that cost alone. Right. Um, so, so the cap at $2,000 for folks on Medicare um, is going to be a huge, um, is going to have a, a huge impact, I think, um, for the better for, for older folks across the state. Um, and it's all in the fact that Medicare can now negotiate prescription drug prices um and that's kind of you know for for a layman hearing that it's kind of okay what does that what does that really mean um and as i said i'll relate it to my work as as an attorney so with workers comp in massachusetts insurance companies have to pay something health benefits that's work related okay so but that doesn't mean that they're they have to pay you know uh for a prescription that costs a million dollars um this regulations that are put in place that allow in Massachusetts that allow the insurance companies to negotiate prices with the health providers. So if, if someone injures their back at work and they need surgery and the doctor's asking, you know, $20,000, but according to the regulations, the insurance companies only have to pay, you know, 12,000. Um, you know, that normally in a normal world relative to Medi- Medicare on the federal level, then the, 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 the customer would be out of luck or, or the, the, the patient would be out of luck. But in Massachusetts, relative to workers' comp, the, the insurance company can negotiate a price. Instead of 12000 you know, or 20000 you know, say, okay, we'll do it for seventeen and a half. Um, and so that gets that person that certain surgery. So that's how that works in Massachusetts. Now that's Medicare is going to be able to do that across the country relative to prescription drugs. Whereas, you know, if they you know, if the price was too high for the consumer, um, they would have to be responsible for getting their own supplemental health insurance or, or getting the money to pay for that. So now that won't be the case. So I think that's going to have huge impacts 
um, not only in Massachusetts, but across the country, as far as alleviating that pressure for seniors. That's all you hear with seniors. The main, and I do a lot of work with Social Security. I do a lot of work with seniors. Um, and so I, I'm certainly aware of the, the pressure that's put on those folks, you know, with health insurance after they retire and stop, you know, earning, um, you know, earning wages. Speaking with uh, State Representative Chris Hendricks, uh, who's in Washington after celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act with uh, President uh, Joe Biden. So why did you, how did you get the invite? Why did you get the invite, uh, Chris? Well, well, as you know, uh, well, as you know, Marcus, I uh, endorsed the president as early as October oh, 2019. Oh, I know. You so, think I forgot? I'll never forget that. <laughs> he's a Bernie guy, folks. He's a Bernie guy. I'll yeah. never forget that. No, I know. So, um, you know, so it, it, it's I, I think ultimately it's just to, to, to get energy and, and attention on the, the things that he's doing for, you know, to, to get his message out. Um, and I think ultimately that's why, you know, I was invited. Um, and so there was a, a, a small delegation from Mass. It was me, Mike Day, who was the chair um, on the House side of the Judiciary Committee. He right. was in attendance. Josh Cutler. Uh, Tom Stanley, uh, Jeff Roy, as you know, who who, who is um, energy chair, right? Yes, and yep. so he he's been involved with a lot of goings on down in New Bedford recently. So it was cool that he was able to make it. Um, I think Patrick Kearn, Representative Kearney, was there as well. Um, so it was just a cool, you know, it was just a, a small and, and Mayor Mitchell was delegation. there. What's that? Mayor Mitchell was there as well. Oh, was that right? Yeah. Oh, you didn't even know. Oh. That's no, funny. I didn't. You guys um, don't. You guys don't text. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware. And it's funny because no one, the people who were there, no one really knew who was invited. So the only the only person I knew was going was uh, Chairman Day. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was interesting that, um, you know, others were invited. It was just it was kind of hard. I, I figured that, you know, the, the, the White House has um, a rolling list of, you know, of people they need to invite. So I, I would imagine those from Massachusetts who didn't get invited will be getting invited for, for future events. Well, unless they supported Bernie, Marcus. Yeah. Well, unless, exactly. <laughs> Marcus yeah. will not be being invited. I don't think you'll see Marcus at the White House on the, on the, <laughs> in the Rose Garden anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but how is James Taylor? Did you get a chance to hear him? Yeah, that was, James Taylor was very, very cool. Um, and so, uh, you know... It, People who know me know that I love folk music. I love, you know, um, especially music from the 60s and all that. So it was, it was awesome because no one knew um, that he was going to be there. And so they say, well, the performance is going to start in five to ten minutes. And then James Taylor jumps on stage. So that was, that was very cool. He played yeah, three I would think songs. Um, forgot, uh, one song, which I forget the name of. And then uh, then I think, like, My Country, Tis of the, uh, you know, the, the variation of that tune. He played Fire and Rain, too, right? That's it. He started up with fire and rain, which is about and being then, in an uh, insane asylum, watching a plane crash. So, consider, oh yeah, yes, that's what it's about. Yeah, no, he had a he, he had a, a big history uh, with mental health issues in the past. But um, yeah, it was very cool. It was uh, it was hot. It was uh, I got burnt, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wish I brought uh, me and me and Jeff Roy were talking about how we left our uh, sunblock on the counter um, <laughs> at our hotel. So, uh, but it was, it was, it was uh, look. I think I think it's very good for the region to have a, a, a representative down there at Washington being invited by the White House. Again, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you have to appreciate that proximity to power is power, and um, I do appreciate it that, that you were able to do that, Chris, in just your very first what's first full term or second term in, in office. 
Right. Yeah. And, and when I endorsed Joe Biden, like I said, in October of 19, he was, you know, he was six, seven, eight on the list as far as polling. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I was glad I made the right decision ultimately. And, uh, certainly glad I was able to uh, celebrate with him, uh, yesterday. That's excellent, Chris. Really appreciate it. By, by the way, so congratulations on getting reelected. You don't have a Republican opponent or an independent, no one Thank running you. against you. So you'll be reelected. Um, you'll be, you'll, uh, Anything you're looking forward for the next session, Chris? In your new in your brand new district, right? Brand new district, yeah, all so new Bedford district. Focused, up until November, I'll, I'll still be focused on knocking on doors and, and, and getting my message out. Um, you know, as I have been, uh, I, I've been going door to door um, since you know the, the new district lines have been um, delineated. So so that so that's been good. So I'll just be con- I continue to focus on that. My work in the judiciary uh, committee. Uh, will always keep me busy, I, I would imagine, come the new session. Um, and the economic, you know, the, the, there was news today that I saw that um, the, the, the Baker administration is still trying to figure out an estimate. Um, the, the Suzanne Bump has to, is a t- September 20th deadline to certify Baker's estimate for that two, $2.94 billion um, tax excess uh, revenue situation with Chapter 62F. So um, hopefully sometime soon we'll get a clear indication of what that's going to look like, whether it be, you know, credits, rebates, checks, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of money to be considered. I think, I think um, you answered this. Um, I think you answered this uh, last time you were on, but are you in support of um, that $2.9 billion being refunded, uh, being refunded? I'm in support of the the taxpayers of Massachusetts getting a break, whether, like I said, whether it be credits, rebates, or checks. If if it turns out that the legislature, um, with Baker's plan to do uh, something through Chapter 62F, that's the way to go. Then 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 certainly, um, I would like to see the economic development bill the way we did it uh, in the legislature before the session ended. I would like to see something more along the lines of that, um, where we give um, you know. Uh, rebates or credits based on um, income. Um, so, so certainly the, the, the administration in, in the, the House and Senate have different ways of getting money into the pockets of the taxpayers, but, but hopefully we'll get something, uh, a compromise uh, process soon. Hey, Chris, we got a call on the line. Someone wants to talk to you. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Oh. Oh, we might hang up on you. I accidentally hung up on Chris, but he'll call back. Uh, or just we'll, put the call through. I'll, I'll act like him. <laughs> Hello. I'm just, I'm just calling to say I'm glad they get to celebrate with all the beautiful people listening to James Taylor while the rest of us are suffering. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for the call, my friend. Um, so, um, yeah, I did. I, I will say that, that I did think it was a little odd. Um, and I know that 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 line has been brought well, up. It's a celebration to to uh, end the uh, suffering. Yeah, <laughs> you hey, need Chris. to celebrate after the hey, suffering's Chris, over. Uh, I got you. I got you locked in now. You're locked in on the phone, so I can't drop right. you if I tried. So well, that uh, was your fault. It, well, it was entirely my fault. Yes, it was okay. all of my fault. If you want to hear the call? Listen to the podcast. That up. Not surprised, but uh, I'm glad you cleared it up. Okay, so. Um, We've got another call coming through, so we're going to take it. Good evening. You're live. Good evening, fellas. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Chris. Yes. This is the tough question. Um, what part of the bill is inflation? What? what? What part of the bill that they went down to um, Washington to celebrate lowers inflation? Rep Hendricks? 
Well, it's, it, it, it's inflation reduction in the sense that it puts money and lowers costs um, in relation to inflation um, relative to health care and, uh, and energy. Um, and, and basically how we're going to how they're going to pay for it, um, you know, according to Congress, is that, you know, they're going to this a 15 percent minimum tax on billion dollar corporations. Um, in, in the, the idea is to use that money and also another 1% surcharge and stack buy, stock buybacks, which I think is huge, um, cause that's gonna create a lot of revenue. Um, and well, so, who's gonna so the pay idea that, is though? to use that revenue, um, to lower prescription drug costs, um, to lower, uh, you know, another thing that I didn't mention was insulin is gonna be capped at $35 a month. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, I think this is a very, it's, it, you know, it's it's worth mentioning that Representative Hendricks is in the state house. He didn't write this bill or, or vote for and it. And also, he's on the phone, he's so there's a little bit of a disconnect. Caller, I'm not sure if he can hear you clearly. Ask your question again. Um, I, I, I think he went down to celebrate it, so he should be able to answer. For instance, when is this kicking in? Because it's not going to do anything for, for inflation. Is it? Well, the... Well, this is more of a long-term strategy to address from what I from what I gather a long-term strategy for inflation. Um, gas prices and prices in, in other prices are already, especially gas prices are already going down. But 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 prices for food um, and healthcare remain high. So this is designed to 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 have a long-term strategy. It's not going to happen overnight for sure. Um, but certainly that's this a, is designed to have a long term. Were you hanging out with Camilla? Because that's word salad. There's nothing in there to lower food prices. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know what to tell you. But the, but the 2000 annual cap on prescription drugs, that is, in fact, a, a lower price. Um, right now, there is no cap. So people are paying three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 for prescription drugs. Once this bill is put into place, which has already been signed, there will be a cap. So if you are, if someone's on Medicare, they will be, they will never pay more than two thousand dollars for prescription drugs. That is a tangible effect of this bill. That's going to have, uh, you know, it's going to help thousands of people, not only in my district alone. Well, um, when will that happen? And I meet, I meet with 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 senior folks and the elderly quite a bit, and it's, and I understand that's going to be a huge benefit um, as it relates to price and cost. I'm glad you had a nice time. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> hey, Chris, the, the call I wanted to ask you, and again, I know there's a disconnect here, but when do you think this is all going to take, when does this take effect, this bill, the Medicare, the prescription, prescription drug piece especially? I don't know when the, 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 effective, uh, the um, effective date is. Oh, okay. Um, but I would imagine it would be sometime within the well, next. Well, with it, these it, comprehensive laws, usually some things are immediate, some things are in, you know, whatever at this time, and there's a lot in this bill. Uh, so we're, we're talking to, we're trying to get a member of Congress on. We will, and we will, uh, uh, to, to talk more comprehensively about that. But, um, Chris, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you talking to our callers. Uh, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with, uh, before we let you go? No, I just, I just want to say, stay involved. You know, we still, the, the primary season is over, but, um, you know, there's certainly a lot to, to look for, um, you know, with general, general races. And certainly I'll be, uh, be still going around the district. So I look forward to, to seeing everybody who I haven't seen yet. And um, just, just stay tuned and, and stay uh, stay listening and stay attentive to, to the, the politics. That Thanks, Chris. You're always there. a good sport. Appreciate yeah, I appreciate it, it Chris. Thank, Thank you. you.
Um, thanks, guys. Thanks. See you later, Chris. All right, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. We should have had my Elvis set up. <laughs> South Coast tonight. Um, so, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Yes. So, the it's called the Inflation Reduction Act because that they felt it was... Because a, they wanted... <laughs> yeah. Because they can name the bill so people, they want. So, so like, the, that's the thing, is that people are, like, they're, like, mad about it, as if, like, branding isn't, like, a huge part of politics, right? Like, just, like, when people were... Squab- they just feel like they're being lied to. People were squabbling so. with me because I kept calling Florida that Ron DeSantis law where he makes... Uh, Gay teachers illegal that don't gay don't say gay bill. And they're like, right, it's actually called it the do that. Actually. It's actually it's actually called the yes, it does. It's actually well, called the it's yeah. actually called the the parents' rights and education bill. But yeah, but don't say gay is a catchier uh, yeah. catchier branding. Here's one thing I've learned about talk radio is that my brand and reputation is more important to me than political people's. Yeah, and so I don't try to tell people things that aren't true just because I believe in them politically. I find that that goes a lot further. So I don't buy into that stuff. Like I don't, I don't follow the, the company line, whether it's Republican if I, you know, or Democrat or Trump or not Trump. I mean, I think you're better off, at least for me personally, calling the way you see it rather than repeating obvious fictitious stories that a politician's trying to sell. Yeah. Because I'm not in a particular camp, right? I have a particular opinion. Um, or a particular philosophical belief. Sure. But I wouldn't repeat a lie just because the Democrats or the Republicans wanted me to. No, it's just better. I think it's, again, I, think I, was, I thought it was better branding, and I think it was an effective um, uh, but I think explanation you, of the law. I think you. I think that when, when... So when Chris gets on here and tries to sell that brand, you saw how bad it went. I mean, Chris is a good guy, but... He couldn't, and he's a very smart guy. He couldn't come up with yeah. an answer because there is no answer. It's like, it's not, it should have been, and it, the, he, he pivoted. He said the energy, the prescription drug, that type of thing. That's what they should have sold it as. That's the reality. It lowers cost of prescription drugs directly to the consumer. It's got a piece on, on renewable energy in there. It doesn't do anything for inflation. In fact, it may even make it worse because it's just dumping more government cash into the system. Right. So if you're if you're an honest person, which Chris is, you really couldn't even make a make a make a full throated defense of it because well well I think he was making a defense of the of the legislation because I think he believes and I believe right, it too but he that couldn't make a, a defense of the name of the name right yes the right. name right yeah 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 and so like it's why I dumped Trump a long time ago I'm not going along with what Trump says even if I agree with his policies yeah because what he's saying is not accurate yeah right. I mean, do I think that, that what happened in the election was wrong? Yes, but they didn't steal the election. Right. When they didn't produce the information about, about the laptop, or they got a bunch of CIA agents to lie about the laptop of Hunter Biden's, yes, that, that obviously had an impact on the election. But that's not the same as stealing the election. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Phil, I, I called and spoke to Chris. Can I speak to you guys now? Do you mind? Sure, go ahead. Sure, that's fine. I, I, I appreciate what you just said, and I, I got to say, I appreciate the fact that he came on the radio and he was willing to take calls, but a lot of guys won't do that. Oh, yeah. But he gave a big word salad answer that made him look worse than if he had just said, it does nothing for inflation, but it does help you with pills. It'll help That's you with pills point. in five years. That's my point. He didn't do point. that. He did not do that. He, he tried to BS us. 
and we're smarter than that. And that's embarrassing for someone I want to vote for who's trying to think I'm stupid and he can he can BS me with word salad. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And that's why I asked him several times and he couldn't answer because it's just it's just disgusting. It really is. I don't care what they call the plan, but don't pretend it is what it's not. And that's exactly what he was doing. Well, because there's Very, a lot of things in there that, that, that are worthwhile. And so they give it this grandiose title that yeah. then screws up the proponents of it. Right, because you can't say, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to lower inflation. I can't vote <laughs> that." Because there's a lot of dumb people out there. But when you get smart constituents who call your politicians out, and they the politicians still play along, that's the politician saying the constituents are stupid. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's it's very. I'd be embarrassed. And who paid for the trip too? I bet you we did. No, he paid but, for uh, it. I, I happen I happen to have this conversation with him. He paid for it. He paid for it. Yeah, I know he did only because I he and I have good friends outside of this, and I actually happen to talk to him. Um, good. So no, no, that that was on us, not on him. Okay, I mean, well, that was on I him. No, no, him. that was on him, not on us. Let me rephrase. Good. I, I commend him for doing that, and I commend him for at least coming on a radio to answer questions. But um, his Camilla Harris word salad was a little embarrassing. <laughs> Let's change his name to Camilla. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Good talk with a great show. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. It's actually Kamala. I thought it was Camel. Camela. It's, it's Kamala. Well, Kamala. As I always Kamala. say, Marcus, if I don't know, it's not my fault. It's yours. It's theirs. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. Um, no, but look, anytime you try to make a big, grandiose title, they do this with wars, Operation Freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Operation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Operation, Operation Never Again. Oper Operation Iraqi Freedom. There you go. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, because they want to cover up the reality of it, which is Operation Someone's Getting a Bullet in Their Brain, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The um, So, and I think they went too far on this because, look, inflation is a tricky, tricky monster. Mm -hmm. It's getting worse every day. And by the way, I do not completely blame the Biden administration. It goes no. back, I will tell you, I'm, I'm a, for those my nerds in the audience, I'm a school, the Austrian School of Economics, the Austrian school has been talking about inflation because the government spending has been going on for decades, for decades under Democrats and Republicans. Mm. And if you just print more money, eventually it's going to be competing for less goods. We just happened to come into it during Biden's administration. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I even saw so one of my uh, one of my friends shared one time a, a graph of um of the uh, in, uh that the that the house gop had shared and it said uh, of the inflation under biden and it shows and it says this is where biden took it over and this is where he blames russia and this is where he blames this and this is where he blames that and i'm like okay but you can even see on their own graph that the line's ticking up while he's taking office right so if you want you know economics are a bit more complicated than who's <laughs> right. president on that day you know if you want it really get an honest opinion of inflation. I don't care if you agree with him on anything else, but Dr. Ron Paul, former congressman, really understands inflation, and he gives it to you honestly. You might not like his other policy positions, but yeah. on inflation, he's got it down, and he doesn't pull any punches. Um, there are other people who get it. You know, Larry Summers does a pretty good job as well, but Larry Summers is more a politician. You know, 
Ron Paul is not in office anymore. He always was a district in Texas that didn't, they agreed with him on everything. She could say the truth, right? Much the way some of our Massachusetts Democrats who have districts that they that really agree with them could say what they really you, you believe. Know what's, you know what uh, Biden said that Massachusetts has the best congressional delegation uh, in, the, in the country, right? And that sounds like puffery, but... Really, it's 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 up there, right? In terms of in terms of like sheer like just hands on power, right? I mean, California probably has a bit more power players with Pelosi and Schiff, but you look at you look at look at Keating, uh, you know what he's doing in, in foreign affairs. Richie Neal, Chairman of Ways and Means, Assistant Speaker of the House, Catherine Clark. So, Marcus, I will tell you this: Bill Keating explained it to me a long time ago, maybe on the air, maybe off the air. Um, I don't think it's out of school for me to repeat it on the air. Um, that basically the system that Massachusetts follows, the plan, was created by Tip O'Neill and Joe Moakley back when they first were in Congress. Mm-hmm. And they, that when a new member of the delegation comes in, they make sure they get seated on the proper committee because of the fact that they know they're going to be there for a while and that seniority matters. Yeah. If you, you know, Keating's on foreign affairs, but he's also on armed services, yep. right? You look at the work that's been done uh, our economy is very defense-oriented, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not, it is. And we have um, Senator Warren, which I always criticize her on this because I don't think she does enough, but she's on armed services in the Senate, she is, right? Yeah. You know, this is the economy that Ted Kennedy built in terms of defense spending. One of the very little few things that the government really can do in terms of a Keynesian promotion of economics in their district is defense spending, Yeah, right? You look at this, what's going on in the Ukraine now, that's all Raytheon. Right. It's all Raytheon. We have a lot of people coming out of UMass Dartmouth who are going to work for major defense contractors, right? Uh, the blue economy is a lot of defense spending money. It right? is, yeah. So anyway, you're right about that, Marcus. The, the strategic plan of the Massachusetts delegation, give you an example. Ayanna Presley, who's part of the squad and a little bit out of the mainstream of the Democrat Party, maybe she is the mainstream now, I don't know. Um, she's on financial services. Yeah. Right? Jake Ockengloss uh, is the uh, vice chair of financial services. Stephen Lynch, financial services. Right? Yep. Because what what Massachusetts is known for, financial services. Yeah. Because a major financial services company right. in this state. It's why always, actually, I would criticize, and I think Bonnie Frank did a good job. I didn't agree with a lot of issues. But one of the things I always wondered why he didn't do, which is to bring some of these major financial service call centers into the New Bedford Farm yeah. area. Because they are entry-level jobs, and it could have been done. Um, and maybe, maybe our delegation now can do it. I think is, I'm just checking now. Uh, never mind. Uh, never mind. I thought somebody else, I mean, Richard Neal is the well, chair of Ways and Means. I thought McGovern's somebody else was, rules. McGovern's, McGovern's rules. rules. McGovern's rules, Which yeah. means the bill, every bill's got to go through his committee yeah. before it hits the floor. When it hits the floor, it's, it's sculpted yeah. through his rules committee. Yeah. Extremely important. He comes from Moakley. Yes. Moakley was chairman of rules. Right. He's inherited rules, not after Moakley. He got there after Moakley. Yeah. Um, McGovern's central mass, for people who don't know. Yeah. yeah, and used to be mass. Dartmouth all the way down to here. That's why, because that, that's why... He Clinton, beat Blue. That's why Clinton was campaigning for him in Fall River. Yep, correct. He had okay. Fall River and Dartmouth, and, and he had the what they call the Ivy League district. What a... What a Harvard, Princeton, and Dartmouth in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Harvard, yeah, yeah, Princeton, yeah, yeah. Dartmouth. That's interesting how the district came down like that. It's called gerrymandering. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is gerrymandering. Yeah. So it's funny how it ended after they got rid of the Republican. Mm-hmm. So the um, <laughs> so you have um, on the um, on the North Shore, um, you have uh, Moultrie. Um, um, 
No, mo- molten. Molten, right? Molten. Molten, molten metal. Molten Seth steel, molten. right? The, um, he ran for president for a few days. He was in the presidential race for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, the, the, or maybe a cup of espresso. So you have, um, as I said, I like to point out Ayanna Presley because much as I disagree with her on things, mm-hmm. she was smart enough to get on, to, to know that it's important to be on financial services. Yeah. And to hold that position for her district. Yep. Um, as I said, the, the spending of money at, at armed services goes through Keating. Very important. But also, if you look at um, the foreign affairs issues, which is a lot about trade, okay? Yeah. And Massachusetts has enormous trade. We have big trade with Canada. We have big trade with Europe. We did have a lot of trade with Russia, actually, yeah. in the energy field. And uh, Seth Moulton's on armed services, too, and he's on... Uh, committee of Transportation and Infrastructure, along with uh, Auchincloss, who's on that right. committee as well. So. so I should have remembered that because he's involved in the transportation debate right now about the takeover. Yeah. The potential takeover. Focus a lot. So we do have, again, regard, we, it would be nice if we could get a Republican, if they even ran a candidate, to get into the mix. Because it's always better when you have a couple of Republicans. They had Silvio Conte for years from Western Mass. Yeah. They had Blue, they had Torkelson. Right, guys, it's better when they have those guys because... It doesn't matter when your party changes. Exactly. Yeah. You got the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. um, the um, and the it only, would, be, the it would only... be particularly helpful, probably. But again, don't blame the Democrats if the Republicans don't even put candidates up. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to give me a free run, I'm going to do it. You know. Yeah. Um, or even if they put a candidate up that they don't even try. Again, right. I will. I will just say this, Marcus, more than me, because he's got more ability right now, um, is out there trying to book guests. Mm-hmm. Marcus, they sometimes don't even return calls. Just explain. Well, well, Some of our Republicans don't even call us back. Yeah, a few, including ones running for statewide office. Right. Uh, including ones running for multiple statewide offices. Right. Because they don't know what they're doing. Or some request to be on specific shows. Right. And that's not how it works. It's not how it you, works. You've got to come on a show that we want you to come on. Right. Or you can go you can you can go do something that I can't say on the air. Right, right, right. So hey listen, we actually gotta take this break. We'll be right back. Remember, listen to us live. Hey, so yeah, we were talking about um Republicans that we are having on that uh that we're desperately trying to get on the radio. Well, you know, desperately is not the word I'd use. Okay. Uh, we're trying to get on the radio. We're, we're trying to give them a fair shake. We're trying to give them a fair shake. I've the statewide candidates even if they have no money. Even if they have no money, even if they are have no shot at winning, right. even if they're more of a joke than the candidate you think I'm thinking of, right? right? They, you they, think we're talking about. They got the nomination of the party even if I didn't vote for them. Yeah. The um the fact but that they don't just respond. They just don't respond. They don't respond. Or, so I don't want you people out there to think somehow that we're keeping people off the air. We're not. We want everyone here. And by the way, we have a great candidate coming up next. Uh, GOP um, state rep candidate Evan Gendro. So, hey, listen, we're going to take a break, uh, actually, and we'll be right back. What's that? Uh, Republican candidate for state rep Evan Gendro. I believe he's outside now. He's going to be joining us uh, in... Uh, a few minutes. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a nice interview. Um, he's run before, and he's doing the right thing. He's coming back, even though he lost. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not. He's building on his name recognition. He's coming back. You know, we're going to ask him about the issues, about the. And if you want to ask him, you can as well. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Again, I like I like when Republican candidates come into the studio mm-hmm. and answer our questions. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, because only well, we've had a few. We've had a few. We've had a few. But there's a few. We should have had more. We've had a lot more Democrats. (laughs) And the thing is, Marcus, I just the reason I say it is, I just want people at home to know we try our best. There's only so much we can do. Yeah. So Some Republicans are running job. serious campaigns. Right. Most of them, honestly, aren't right now right. around here. So so we're, we're doing what we can. But uh, 508-996-0500 is uh, if you want to get on the line with us and Evan Gendro. You can if you live in a Cushnet, Westport, uh, Freetown. New Bedford? New Bedford. The far north end of New Bedford. Um, th- this this person's running to be your rep. Right. Right against uh, against Paul Schmidt, so and Fall River too, part of, and, and parts of Fall River. It's an amazing district. Yeah, it is. It is really something. It's yeah, and it'll be with us for ten years. Yes, it will be. That's that's one thing. I mean, people don't realize the district districts. There's a district, and I think it's in Pennsylvania. A lot of uh, mappers talk about, and it's so gerrymandered. It's called Goofy Kicking Donald Duck. That's <laughs> <laughs> what, and it looks like that. Well, I mean, you know, for years we had Newton as part of New Bedford. The district for Barney Frank. I yeah. Mean, which is, well, now it's part of the Fall River District. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy, Jeremy. All right, so we we'll we'll be back with Evan Gendro at the eight o'clock hour.